Welcome to our Monday devotional on our journey through some of the highlights of Mark's Gospel. Today we consider chapter 14, verses 43 to 52. Our passage is preceded by these words of Jesus in verses 41 and 42. It is enough. The hour has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. The hour has come. These words tell us that all that Jesus has been preparing himself for, the cross, is now in sight. My betrayer is at hand. These words tell us that the religious leader's plot to kill Jesus is now activated. And our passage opens with the result of the discussion between Judas and the religious leaders. He will betray Jesus. And in verse 43, immediately while he, Jesus, was still speaking, Judas came, one of the twelve. Judas knew exactly where Jesus would be, the Garden of Gethsemane, and he led an armed crowd there to capture Jesus. In verse 43, with him, a crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests and the scribes and the elders. Notice that there appears to be a sense of fear amongst Jesus' enemies because they come armed to the teeth. And don't forget they've come at night when there are no crowds around because they feared the crowds. There is no doubt that Jesus' enemies were intimidated by him, his holiness and perfection of life. And church history shows us that those who are antagonistic towards Jesus often seek to silence him, his voice, his work, his people, by force and numbers. Jesus, on the other hand, was not afraid or intimidated, for as he says in verse 49, let the scriptures be fulfilled. This is all happening according to divine plan. Notice how Judas is described in verse 43, one of the twelve. This emphasises the shocking depths of betrayal, the lonesomeness of the act. It shows us the depth that a person will sink to when they harden their heart against God. The warrant for the arrest was only for Jesus, so Judas had to identify him in the dim light of the night. The signal Judas chose was the normal greeting between the disciple and the master, between the follower and the teacher. And so we read in verse 45, And when he came, he went up to him at once and said, Rabbi, and he kissed him. This is supposed to be a sign of devotion and commitment. This shows us Judas's hypocrisy. And in verse 46 we read, And they laid hands on him and seized him. And at this point Jesus does not struggle or seek to run away. He allows himself to be captured. It is a voluntary surrender. He becomes a prisoner of his own free will. Because he was a willing saviour, he was a willing sufferer. If he willingly allows men to take him away, he will willingly go to the cross and he will willingly save those who come to him.
Verse 50 states, And they, the disciples, all left him and fled. Their panic, their failure to stand by Jesus, displays weakness rather than treacherousy. But not the weakness of a moment, but weakness because they haven't listened to Jesus' warnings earlier and learnt from them. Weakness because they haven't built a solid spiritual foundation by watching and praying. Their boldness and confidence of earlier has gone. How little do we know of our frailty and weakness in our spiritual life until we are tried. We often find ourselves in the same position as the disciples. And maybe after a sermon that has spoken to us or an act of holy communion or a baptismal service we have witnessed, we have a zeal, a boldness for Jesus, and we promise never to be ashamed of him. And a trial comes along, or a hardship or an opposition, and we panic, and we cool down in our zeal. We often fail Jesus, and we fall into sin. Let's learn to build a solid spiritual foundation in our Christian life. But this is not the end of the line for the disciples, for we know they will be restored and will be forgiven. Join me on Wednesday.